so sarah getty is your great-grandmother this is her trust i buy oil fields the money from which i invest in shipping i pay someone else to transport your own oil the money from which i invest in refineries i pay someone else to process your own oil the money from which i invest in gas stations i pay someone else to pump your own gas the money from which i invest in hotels to house my workforce the money from which i invest back into the trust the money from which i invest in buying more oil fields you see the beauty of it it's like a spider's exactly for the money spider it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's a self-sustaining system that never pays a cent in tax because it never goes a cent into profit for the purposes of accounting getty oil runs at a loss my boy at a loss we're so poor we could get milk tokens from the goddamn british government welcome to beyond succession with me nico Banda. Beyond Succession is the podcast where we look at various concepts of succession and estate planning. We also discuss success, what it means to us individually, as well as draw from our various guests on what they've done in order to achieve success. Let's dive into today's episode. Good day and welcome back to another episode of Beyond Succession. If it's your first time listening today, we're going to be continuing with our trust series where we're talking about trust and uncovering and going deeper into what trusts are and how they acquire assets if this is your first time listening to this podcast and and you're unsure what a trust is or you know how a trust is set up etc i'd advise that you start with episode for this one in today's episode we're going to be discussing how trusts acquire assets and it seems like it's a very simple thing um, and that one can just simply move assets into a trust, etc. I mean, I saw a tweet uh, a while back where someone basically said the best way to, you know, reduce your estate duty or reduce your death taxes is to move all your assets into a trust that when you die, you have nothing to your name. And they are not wrong, but they are not right at all. I mean, the they're more wrong than they are right because it's not that easy you know i mean and there are are different implications uh, based on how and how an asset moves into a trust right so like 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 you as a person you can acquire assets in different ways right so if i wanted a car or if i wanted to buy a house let's say i wanted to buy a house i could buy the house with money that i have i could take get a loan to buy the house or some good samaritan out there could give me a house i.e they could donate a house to me right so now all these things have different ways of of uh, have different implications on the trust right initially when you first found a trust you will have what we call a deed of donation and that will be a value that you donate to the trust as a as when you're founding the trust you know some people they just do basic hundred rand because they're just trying to find the trust and then they will deal with everything later you can you know go as up to a hundred thousand rand which is tax-free as you you might not know but every single tax year you're allowed to donate a hundred thousand uh, rand either in cash or in value of whatever you've donated and that is tax-free so there's no donations tax on that anything above that will attract donations tax right 
So how do you move assets into a trust? How does a trust acquire assets? And how does this affect you, right? So this, this episode, we're going to discuss these things, but I think they're going to be very scenario-based, you know, because I think the best way to, to, to explain this is, is through scenarios and examples. Um, so I think the first thing we're going to discuss is by means of donation, right? Because a whole lot of people want to move assets into the trust. And one of the first ways to donate, right? But if you donate assets, like I've said, there are donations tax implications that you need to be aware of, right? You cannot just move assets into the trust and think there is no tax implications, right? Every year, you get to donate 100,000 tax-free, like I've said. So if you wanted to donate a property, you know, to the trust, if you and it's worth 1 million rand, right? You could donate the first hundred thousand. The first hundred thousand of that would be tax free, but that nine hundred thousand would then attract, you know, twenty percent in terms of donation tax. Ouch. Yeah. So you, it's not, it's not entirely the best way unless you, unless you, you have the means of, you know, paying twenty thousand, you know, twenty percent in donations tax. But then again, you must also understand if you're doing it as a means of of, of avoiding estate duties that, you know, you get. The first 3.5 million free in 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 term estate duty free everything above 3.5 million and less than 30 million is taxed at 20 percent um so if you fall in that bracket have you really avoided you know estate duty uh you know you you paid one sort of tax to avoid another sort of tax when they want you know and they're pretty much the same but i'm digressing so one of the ways to move assets into the trust is through donations bearing in mind that there are donations tax implications. You can donate 100,000 every single year for the rest of your life and obviously increase the value of, you know, of assets held in the trust. That is another way to do it. Right? The other way to do it is for a trust to buy assets. Right? So for a trust that has been running for a long time and has acquired you know, money, etc., it might be easier for the trust to then purchase shares or purchase property or purchase cars, etc. Because it, it's got that, that, that cash in there. And that cash obviously, you know, arose from however the, the cash was transferred in there or raised, you know. But the most common way that people actually move assets into a trust is through loan accounts, right? Where you loan the trust a certain amount of money you know it might not it might not be a physical transfer of money but it it, it, it it's a way of moving assets so if i wanted to move a million rand uh property into the trust right i would loan the trust essentially i would loan the trust you know via deed of sale of that property and under the terms they would the trust would pay me whatever you know monthly etc um, um or, or yearly annually uh, X amount to reduce that loan, or I would donate every single month. I would donate a hundred thousand rand um, of that loan account to the trust, thereby reducing the value that, of the loan that the trust owes to me. Right now, in an estate planning exercise and in estate implications, that loan account, you know, that loan account to the trust in your favor is an asset in your estate. So it's not that you can just loan the trust, you know, X amount 
and you've gotten rid of the you know the asset there is a loan that you're entitled to right and that loan when you die whatever that value that is remaining is is what becomes a value in your estate right so it might be that you've reduced it significantly through donations every single year but there is a claim by your estate in favor of the estate of whatever amount is still outstanding on that loan right so that is one of the main ways that people actually move assets into a trust through loan accounts regularly loaning the trust certain amounts of money either to purchase assets or to you know to acquire assets but the reality is there are implications there that require you to either donate regularly you know at every year to reduce that loan amount but there are also the fact that it actually just you know doesn't mean you've gotten rid of that money and it's no longer a value in your estate and it's no longer an asset in your estate you 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 cannot simply so this is going back to the tweet that person said you cannot just dump a million rand into a trust because um, if you donate it you must pay donations tax right so if you haven't donated it then there it's a loan and the loan needs to be paid back and that means there's a there's a fav there's a claim you have in favor uh, against the against the trust right now on the on on the on the loan on the loan matter right on the loan matter so sars realized no man this sars realized no man people keep loaning these you know these 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 these, these trusts money or you know assets etc and 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 in in a, in a means of avoiding you know donations tax etc and sal said no we can't just simply allow it right we can't just simply allow it because this is definitely a tax avoidance mechanism and at that time very legal you know no 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 real implications people were doing it and it was it was correct right but in 2017 sal said no we're going to introduce section 7c of the income tax act right which basically provides that a donation will arise if a person who is a connected person to a trust makes a loan advance or grants credit to a trust and either charges no interest or charges interest below the rate of interest that you know before the market rate market related interest right what sars basically said here is gone are the days where I could find the Nikoff Banda family trust, right? As a means of pushing assets into that trust and reducing the asset value in my name. So I would push that money in a million rand, tax I mean interest free, right? So that means and you know you know what interest does to 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 a value of a loan that you owe. You know, it 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 makes it number one it takes longer for you to pay it. Well, not just long very long right and it means there needs to be some sort of payback mechanism that reduces that value uh, in order for the loan to keep decreasing i need to be paying above a certain amount right so as, as a way of you know fighting that 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 that, that on annual policies and a scheme as part of policy but as a way of avoiding or or put, push putting the brakes on that arrangement where people would donate oh I mean sorry not donate would loan we would loan the trust funds right charge no interest and then every single year chip away 
at that hundred thousand, hundred thousand donating, a hundred thousand donating, a hundred thousand donating, a hundred thousand, right? Reducing anything that the trust would owe them. You know, I mean, it would take you if you loan the trust um, a million rand in ten years, yeah, hundred times it. And in 10 years, the trust would owe you nothing. So that million rand would be out of your name, right? Because it was interest-free. Now, SARS is saying, if you are a connected person, that is the Nico Banda, you know, family trust. There is a connection between me and the trust. So if you, as, if you are a connected person to the trust and you loan the trust money or you advance the trust money or you give the trust credit, Right? You have to charge market related. So if the interest, if the interest that's being charged market related is ten percent, you must charge ten percent interest to the trust. So that loan must bear ten percent, right? If it does not, that amount that should have been interest, that should have been charged as interest, will be deemed as a donation, and can attract donations tax, right? So what Saza basically saying is if you loan the trust and you don't charge interest or you charge interest that's below whatever the market is related is, so if it's 10% at that point and you're charging 5%, then that 5% difference will be considered a deemed donation or if you charge zero, that entire 10% will be considered a donation. Thereby, they are reducing the amount that you can actually donate in a tax year to that trust because they, they, they're saying... If you should have charged the, for the full year, the interest would have amounted to 120,000, you know, based on the loan you gave to the trust. If you didn't charge interest, they will consider that 120,000 rand a deemed donation, right? So number one, you've exceeded your 100,000 rand tax year donation that you're allowed by 20,000. So that means then you're paying 20% on that 20,000 that is above. And so if you made any other donations outside of that, then if you made any other donations outside of that as well, you know, obviously then that could be quite a high bill, right? But secondly, then you cannot reduce that loan to the trust as well. You you either cannot or the amount you're reducing it by is by donating a portion of it regularly, you know, every tax year becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. Therefore, it's going to take you longer and may not necessarily reduce your estate value as you would think it would right so it's important to actually just understand how and you know how a trust acquires assets and how and the implications that this has on you you know because some people think well i can put all my money in a trust and you know my creditors can never touch it okay great but did you loan it does the trust owe you money that loan that loan is an asset that is that is an asset that your creditors can come for the loan that the trust owes you it is you know or you know for the criminals let's not deal with criminals but you know that's that's the reality you you think you just put assets in a trust and you you avoid everything and all you know and the sky is blue and there's no gray etc but SARS are smart, you know, and they, they, they've taken, they, they've, they, they're always, always reviewing and, and seeing where the loopholes are, etc. And don't get me wrong, you are allowed to structure your affairs in the most tax efficient way possible, as long as it is within the confines of the law. 
but obviously it's in SARS best interest to avoid as much tax leakage as possible through whatever legal loopholes there might be. And the fact that you know there was a point where you could loan interest-free to a trust without you know any possible deemed donation, SARS saw that. You know, and whilst it was genuine and people did it genuinely, they were allowed to do it. So I said, no, we are losing quite a lot. You know, either in the future when people die, their estates decrease significantly, or just possible donations tax that we could be collecting. And they implemented Section 7C. So it's important that you understand, you know, that it's not it's not as simple as ABC to move assets into a trust. And moving assets into a trust doesn't mean you've completely gotten or taken that value out of your overall estate value in, as a person, you know, and that, that there is no longer an asset in your estate that can be attached or anything can be done with it, um, you know. So it's important to understand when you move and, and, and also just because you really don't want to accidentally donate an asset to a trust and then SARS one day come to you and say you owe us you know 20% of a million because you how, how did that trust acquire that 1 million rand property you put into the trust um, I donated it okay so that means you owe us uh, you know 20% of that million you know or 20% of the 900,000 you know depending on, on, on your use of your tax, uh, your donations tax, um, um, I'm but yeah, yeah, your hundred thousand rand credit. So it's important you understand how a trust acquires assets, because in, you know, when you're setting up the trust and when you, when you, when you're establishing what role the trust is going to play in your overall estate plan, you know, you must actually understand where trust fits in what the what what the implications are what the tax implications are and how you're going to go about it how are you going to do it in a tax efficient manner that you understanding all the other implications section 7c implications donations tax implications you know actually just you know selling the assets to the trust and the trust has money so understand every single one of those things so it's not as simple and you know but it's also not as complicated because once you've structured things properly and you understand the rules that guide and 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 um, you know uh, that guide how how these these structures are dealt with you'll understand even better what the best way to structure your affairs is right so in this episode if you take away from anything you can move assets into the trust but there may be some implications and if you haven't been, you know, charging interest to a loan you have given a trust it's, and you're a connected person, it's time to start charging interest. Otherwise, you should be paying or you should be uh, disclosing those as donations in your tax returns. In the next couple of episodes, we're going to speak about um, the taxation of trusts, so how trusts are actually taxed in terms of income, capital gains, as well as the conduit principle which is one of the key advantages or the key features that trusts have that make them very attractive thank you so much for tuning in have a great one cheers bye